I was in a new job, I was getting divorced, I had a teenager that was off the rails. My dad was going through some serious health challenges and addiction issues, and I was afraid. I didn't understand like how I was gonna persevere through some of these things. What if the thing you want to receive the most is the thing you decide to give away? I'm Mindy Odlin. Today, I'm talking with Kristen Roberts, a member of our What If Up Club community. Kristen embarked on a four and a half year experiment in uplifting others. What if being of service to others is the secret to our own healing? Find out what Kristen did using everyday items she found in her purse and how it created changes for her and for others on today's episode of What If It All Goes Right? Initially, I think I just stepped on the spiritual path, meaning a world was opened up to me. I have to give credit to Louise Hay. I was in sales training. We had an extra credit class and the sales trainer actually brought in the video of you can heal your life. In that video, Louise Hay says, if you change the way you think, you can change your life. And as silly as it may sound, it never occurred to me that I could actually change the way I thought. I never felt empowered to examine my thinking or examine my inner life at all to, you know, have an impact on my outer life. For four and a half years, Kristen had a secret personal ministry that started with a Sharpie and a sticky note. Here's how the idea was born. I started taking classes at a place called Mile High Church in Denver, Colorado, which is a Centers for Spiritual Living community. And I went there because that's where Louise Hay was from. So I was very like, where did she get her information? I have to find out. And um, I started taking classes. During that time in my life, it was very challenging because I was in a new job, I, I was getting divorced, I had a teenager that was off the rails uh, without any real help from, from his father. My dad was going through some serious health challenges and addiction issues. Um, so I was kind of, I felt like, you know, I was in the center of this vortex of, you know, and I was afraid. I didn't know how to, you know, meet these situations well. I didn't understand like how I was going to persevere through some of these things. So in these classes, there was a, a time where it was suggested that a way to impact change was to do random acts of kindness and uplifting of others, whatever that looked like. We were empowered to just, you know, whatever made sense or inspired us as individuals or students in this class. The point of it was to do it without the need for recognition or acknowledgement. So again, it was just for the purpose of really intending goodness or however it showed up for each one of us out in the world. I always referred to myself as my, my name, Kristen Roberts, 80012, because that's my zip code. And that's like the local me, you know, the little me, the one who is in a, a suburb of Denver, Colorado. What can I possibly do to impact change, not only in my life positively, but also, you know, for others? 
I'm sitting in my car. I used to travel downtown Denver on a train uh, from the suburbs and I had to park in a three-story parking garage filled with cars uh, called Nine Mile. And I parked there every day and went to work and came home to that spot every day. And I was sitting in my car one day and I was like, what can I do? I was probably exasperated and probably felt defeated. And I noted that I had um, a Sharpie and a pad of sticky notes in my backpack next to me in my little Honda. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna write myself a note. Like it really contemplated. I'm sitting here feeling this way, whatever, you know, it wasn't positive, but if I wasn't me, and somebody who was feeling this way came to me and asked for upliftment about it, what would I tell them? And so I sat down and I wrote something to the effect of, you know, you are valuable, loved, and an important expression of life in this world. Or I wrote, everything that you need is inside of you and you're doing amazing. You know, you are loved, lovable, and loving. <laughs> Whatever it was that I needed to hear that I wasn't feeling in that moment. This brings us to the first big takeaway from Kristen's story. She took the thing that felt like it was lacking in her life, and she found a way to give that thing to herself. What are the words that you wish someone would say to you? What are the things that you wish someone would do for you? What if you could find a creative way to source these things for yourself? So I started writing these notes, just little one sentence sticky notes, and I took a picture of one and I sent it to a very good friend of mine. And he was like, wow, Kristen, this is really great. You should share this. And I went and started to do this every day and um, began to randomly stick the notes that I would write to myself on other people's driver's side windows on their cars in this parking garage. And it was really fun because I would, you know, kind of stealthily, you know, weave in and out of the cars and I would just kind of say a little prayer like who else needs to hear this today. And whenever I was inspired to just stick it and go, that's where I put the note. What happened was, is my friend, Sean, he says, well, can you send it to this person? And can you send it to this person? And so over the course of about four, four and a half years, I built up <laughs> this list of a hundred people on my text messages and I would just send these notes out every day. It just kind of blossomed into this thing uh, that I had no idea that it was manifesting or demonstrating in this way, that it was impacting people in a multitudinous rings of ripples. I have no idea who <laughs> the majority of the recipients of these notes were. And that brings us to our next big takeaway. Here's where the magic really started happening. What if, once we identify that thing that we've been yearning for, instead of keeping it all to ourselves, what if we follow the nudge to give it to someone else? So I had to ask Kristen, did anyone ever catch you sharing one of your sticky notes? I was only caught once. At that time, I was single. I was living in an apartment. I had a small refrigerator, and I happened to really like this Angry Orchard Apple Ale, and uh, because you know it's gluten free, and uh, <laughs> so I would drive to the liquor store near my house after work, and and I would just grab a six pack, you know, maybe 
every few weeks or something, I would just stop at this place. And I noted that the folks walking into the liquor store, they didn't look very happy. And not to make a judgment on it, it was just an observation I had in that moment that, you know, there were a lot of people coming in and out of this particular location and they, they, they didn't look like, hey, oh, life is great, you know? So I was like, I'm gonna write a mistake, note. And I'm going to put it on the door of the liquor store. So, you know, again, as many people that could see it, that was the goal. And so I sat down and I wrote, you know, you are amazing. You are this divine expression of life that is valuable or something to that effect. And I would put it on the door and go in and do my shopping and leave. This went on for maybe, you know, a few times, six or seven times. Uh, over the course of several months. And I go into this liquor store again, and I'm looking for my little six pack fits in my little fridge. And I go in and there aren't any <laughs> six packs. And so I go to the front counter because, you know, these guys, I've seen them enough that they recognize me. And I say, hey, do you, do you by chance have any six packs in the back? And he goes to the back and he comes out with a 12 pack. And he says, you know, we don't have any six packs, but I'll give you a 12 pack at a six pack price. And I was kind of confused. And I said, well, you know, I didn't get you anything. (laughs) Like, why are you doing this for me? And then he says, come here. And he walks me down the length of the counter to a display case. And on the side, not facing the customers, he brings me around to view it. And there are about six or seven of my sticky notes all in this place. And I was just blown away. And he looks at me and he says, when I read these... I feel good. I said, well, how did you know it was me? (laughs) You're not supposed to know (laughs) that it's me. And he said to me, he goes, well, you know, me, the other guy, we had to look through several hours of surveillance video, but we found you. And so um, I said, wow, (laughs) that's that's the only time I've ever been busted (laughs) doing that. And then I mentioned that I was doing this every morning, you know, weekdays, uh, sending out these notes on a, on a text string. And would he like to be there too? And he said, yes. And he gave me his cell phone number. And so he is still in my phone today as Eric dash liquor store. Anyway, that's my only story of actually having been caught, uh, doing this little, um, practice that I had. I love that they were curious enough to go through all the security footage. (laughs) It's awesome. And I have to say, too, that I did come across one of them on the ground, you know, so when I come back from work, I would see occasionally, you know, one of my sticky notes just on the on the ground. And I don't know if it's because it was just not the right message for them or what the case may be or it fell off. I really don't know. But I also had to trust that, too. If the message didn't get to the recipient, then it wasn't meant for them. And there's our third big nugget of wisdom to give without expectation, to let go of attachments about how our gifts are received, and to give simply because it brings us joy to share our gifts with those who are in a space to receive them. So what, what would you say it has done for you, the whole process? Well, I think the whole process, it gave me purpose in a way. I had a, an audience So I had to show up and because I had created this, there were times where I was impelled to continue to do it to support the people that were expecting it from me. But every time I sat there and I wrote a note to myself and I would agree with it, like, yeah, okay, that's true about me. And so it would uplift and it would change my perspective slightly 
you know, it, even that little trajectory degree change in my view began to open up my life experience to more of an alignment with those messages as opposed to hoping that my life would be like those messages. It's just a small little shift. You know, it was once demonstrated that an airplane, if it's on a trajectory and it makes one degree shift, it takes it in a totally different direction. But the shift is so small. And I think a lot of us are under the auspices that things have to be big. And if change is going to matter, it has to be big and impactful and everybody knows. And it's like, actually, no, it's not. It's that little teeny shift and the what if up process, just contemplating it is that trajectory change. And then you have to kind of let it unfold. <laughs> so I love that you don't have to be Mother Teresa. I love that you can look in your purse and say, what do I have? There's a sticky note. There's a Sharpie. What can I do with this? What can I do with what I have? What can I do where I am with the resources that are in front of me? That we all have that power with our creativity to find a way to uplift others, to be a, a light in the world, to be a positive impact. As part of our What If Up Club, I know you are a What If Upper. What do you see as being possible for others who want to follow in your footsteps and make a difference? Maybe thinking, well, what can I do? I think starting just posing the what if question. What if I made a difference in someone else's life today? What if my behaviors, actions, and thoughts and beliefs were in alignment with how I really want to show up in the world? What if everything came to support me in this endeavor to be of true service to others? What if the idea of how I could do this personally was made very plain and clear to me in a way that I understand? You're good at this. <laughs> You're really good at this what if up thing. I love it. I love it. So imagine a world where every person on the planet is empowered to do what they can, where they are with the resources that we have. If you were to say, this is the world I see, this is the vision of what the world looks like when we all feel empowered to be a positive influence on others. The biggest word that comes to me is safe safe. And I mean, not just safe from outside imposing factors, but safe, safe to be expressive, safe to be myself, safe to say what I, what's on my heart, safe to know that I am accepted and received just because everybody else is too on the same path. We're all here. We all have the same human elements, despite our efforts otherwise. So my vision for if everybody was empowered to express and serve others, it would make a world that would be safe. And I think that in safety is the antithesis of fear. I love that. I love that that's what came through you. To me, that's not the obvious answer. And, and it's a beautiful answer because what is possible when we all feel safe? Because the love is already there. The love is it is. Now, what if the only thing that's keeping us from being love incarnate is that feeling that it might not be safe? They might not like my sticky. They might not, 
get this gift that I'm trying to give them? Do I feel safe? And am I willing, am I full enough to take the risk to do it anyway? Again, it takes a little bit of courage to say, I'm going to be my own self wherever I go. There's no guarantees, but you have to be, you have to show up and you have to say yes. Those are the two requirements for anyone to your point. Yes. Use your imagination. It still requires the individual to say, okay, I'm in and do the thing, whatever the, the, the thing is that you are inspired because you will get inspired. If you, if you do that, <laughs> you will get inspired. And so I just want to bring it full circle to back to the beginning, because usually when you are in pain, or you are suffering, or you are hurt, or you are experiencing loss as a person. And you will, because those things are not avoidable in life, regardless of how much, you know, we try and fortify <laughs> against those things. When they show up, those are the things that drive us, that are the impetus to say yes and show up, because it's enough now that we're willing to do it. So what happened to Kristen's sticky note project? You can probably guess. When COVID hit, she stopped commuting. She worked from home. She was no longer in the parking garage every day, but that didn't stop her from creating a new way to spread love, joy, and possibility. Today, as I go out in my world and I'm just connecting with just everyday people, I always ask for things done with love and joy. I will go to a restaurant or Starbucks and I will say, hey, you know, I want a, you know, tall Americano. Can you make that with love and joy? And then in that moment, just, just that moment, they smile. They, I mean, they always smile. They go, of course I will, right? For me to be in service now, if I can provide just a brief awareness, just a brief, brief, brief awareness of love and joy, like just the concepts of it for that moment, for that moment, for a person in their regular everyday life, doesn't, is not in this world, doesn't think about these things to sit there and break it up in a moment and say, yeah, love and joy. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> so I get so much joy out of seeing people react to this. I mean, I will ask them in the most weirdest position. I even learned how to say it in Spanish. So if I go to the Mexican restaurant, I say, you know, la comida para, I uh, say amor y felicidad, por favor. And it's just so much fun, Mindy. I had an experience where I went to Noodles and Company and this, this kid, braces, you got to imagine, 16, goofy, you know, we're all goofy at that age. This young man takes my order and I said, can you please make sure that they make it with love and joy? <laughs> I laugh. I, I just, I get so much fun out of that. And he looks at me, he's like, okay. So he takes my money and he goes over and they're assembling my food and I'm on the side of the counter and I can see him, you know, what he's doing. And he's getting the container down from the chefs and he's putting the cat, the cap on it. And, and with a Sharpie, a Sharpie, he's drawing a heart on my food container. He is flanked by two young teenage girls. And they're, they're on either side of him and they're watching him draw a heart on my container. And then suddenly I see him point to me. <laughs> he points to me and the two girls at the very same time go, you both lean over to look at me. And I had this thought, I said, this kid is going to get a girlfriend out of this. <laughs> it's because these girls are going to be so, they were so impressed that this boy was drawing a heart on my container. 
<laughs> He's going to be making hearts on everybody's to-go box from now on. <laughs> I've ordered so many food, you know, where they draw hearts or smile faces or they'll play with me. I called a pizza guy. I said, can you make my pizza with love and joy? And he says, no, we only have hope and pride. I love that. I love that. That is an awesome, awesome story. And I love that it's like, okay, well, when I have sticky notes and, and Sharpies, then I can do this. And all you need is your imagination. Like not only are you giving them an opportunity to sort of, to be conscious of what they're doing, to have a little fun, bringing some lightness to what they're doing, but you get a cup of love, you get a cup of joy. It's a win-win. So this week's challenge is to be of service. How do we do that? Well, here's a quick recap. Step one, Notice your own thoughts, the things that seem like they're missing, the things that you wish you had, and find a way to first fill your own cup. Step two, from your fullness, share your gift, your insights, your overflow with someone else who might be looking for the same thing. And finally, step three, let it go. Don't get attached to what it looks like. Just let that goodness flow into the world and feel the joy the fun, the fulfillment that comes from bringing a good idea to life. To to be in service to somebody, what does that mean? It could mean so many things. And that was the purpose of the exercise. So if, if serving someone else is saying, hey, you know, I really like your outfit today, or serving somebody by opening up a door for them, or serving somebody by thanking them for their kindness and acknowledging it, those things, those actions that are my own, you know, volition, that is the energetic that brings back a like, like for like, whatever that may be. I am so grateful for listening to that inner thing inside of me uh, that tells me, you know, to go and do these things. I would encourage anybody to just get quiet enough to listen. Everything you need is inside of you. Your heart, it will never lie to you your heart will always put you in the right direction, I guess is the message. (laughs) Thank you to Kristen Roberts, my special guest today, not only for sharing your story with me here, but for being a part of our Littleton, Colorado, What If Up Circle that came together this month to bring your sticky note project back to life as their inspired service project for the month. And thank you for tuning in and being part of our What If It All Goes Right family. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to hit subscribe and share a comment. Join our What If Up movement at whatifup.org and level up into new possibilities for bringing love and joy to your life. I'm Mindy Audlin. What if you find fun new ways to be of service today? What if every time you uplift someone else, you always receive more than you give? And what if it all goes right? I just appreciate you, Mindy. I'm so grateful. Like I said, yes, I listened to your book. I, in, in there, you talked about your Facebook group. And so I went to the Facebook group and I signed up and I became a member. And then suddenly I started getting these emails to be invited to an online Zoom thing. And for, you know, several weeks, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I don't have time, you know, or I didn't have time or it was too late. But saying yes and showing up, it, it's, it's, uh, it's been wonderful. So I'm grateful for that. Oh, oh, oh.